Welcome to the Big Stream. I'm Kyle Costa. I'm here with Stephen Douglas. It's the penultimate succession episode. It's the penultimate succession podcast. The end of an era. One will go down as one of the greatest TV shows in the history of mankind. The other gets, uh, you know, a thousand downloads on a good day. Here's where I want to start. It's a take. It's a good, strong take, like the one that Ewan gave during his eulogy uh, <laughs> that Greg seemed to appreciate. Uh, I think that this choosing to kill Logan and the beginning of the final season and then giving him this episode, this 71 minute masterpiece in which his legacy is explored in the good, in the bad, the footprint of a person's life for the people that are close to them, but also the way they impact the world. I think it's one of the greatest gifts a television show has ever given to a character because I found an immense amount of closure and I found myself thinking, I'm so happy they did it this way because to me, this was unbelievable. We've seen memorable character deaths in the past and we remember uh, the people on our television, but I don't think we've ever got this long of just let's sit down and talk about our feelings and all the dimensions of this person. And I think to me, it will, it'll be the thing that elevates this character over some of the other greats that we've seen on our screens, because we got to have this collective moment where we're like, okay, the guy sucked, but you know what? We sure miss him. Yeah. Um, as far as characters who have died on a toilet, in an airplane bathroom, uh, Succession has certainly given their character uh, the best uh, prolonged remembrance. We got we get to watch the immediate uh, effect on his children, learning about his death, which was extremely powerful. Well done. Um, it's kind of hung in the background, it's hung over uh, the last couple episodes as. It, you still feel Logan's presence. Again, it was weird how how little time has passed um, over like, I mean, real time for us. I mean, it's been like six weeks now, five weeks, been over a month. And now we're finally at the funeral. Um, and the funeral was just excellent. They did a great job. Like the eulogies were actually very short. Uh, we were expecting to get like this big grandstanding one from uh from roman and instead we got a couple short ones connor i feel like we got robbed there had we need a deleted scene we need uh we need to i just hope that connor uh and alan ruck got to got to run through that um but it doesn't sound like he did because they were in such a time crunch as i uh was able to watch the behind the episode uh but yeah, Logan Roy, all-time great character. And yeah, the, the way that they handled the death was uh, awesome. And it it certainly, it, it kept him from losing his empire and uh, trying to like actually have some closure with his children where he has to do something. Uh, everything is put on them. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was very well done. There's... There's no, for the character, there's there's no down point, you know? Yeah, and we don't have to see him grapple with that. He he got out, and that's exactly what Logan Roy would have done. Of course, he doesn't have to clean up the mess. Um, he got to that point. 
So he didn't have to deal with the consequences of his actions. And now it's fallen all on his children. Uh, Marsha said that he broke her heart. He broke all the kids' hearts too. I thought Marsha was un. Marsha was fantastic this episode in Dimensions. We'd never seen her. But let's go ahead and tick through the eulogies. First, we have Connor, who (laughs) he submitted a draft, but it was very long and hard to follow, even though Willa and him really enjoyed uh, the creative space that it was occupying. Before the main event, we get Ewan. Ewan is back, and one last time into the breach for... Just how is this guy who is just as is, is compelling as anything on TV is like 79th on the depth chart. And he comes in just throwing 100 miles per hour. And he gives he tells a nice story about the war, about how, how kids had to be quiet, how he didn't blame his brother for their sister's death. Uh, and then he launches into a, a, a pretty searing takedown that I think John Oliver could take notes from about all the hell that Logan Roy wrought and it was complicated and it was powerful and it was truly the way to eulogize the man if you were like taking it from a journalistic perspective setting the stage for Roman who was King Dong King of the Dongs practicing (laughs) his speech uh, in his penthouse apartment gets up there and just chokes talk to me about the dichotomy between how poised Ewan was and Roman finally ascending to the top. Uh, I guess we learned that pre-grieving is not a thing. Pre-grieving will only uh, delay the inevitable meltdown, and hopefully it doesn't happen in the most public of places, but in this case it did. But I thought that this was the moment where Roman shrunk back to just being that infant that he's been the entire series. He, He just can't grasp that level of maturity that it takes to make it in this very adult world. Yeah. Roman's always been that little kid and uh, he's just been playing as like, he's been playing dress up in his father's suit. Um, Was that fallout boy reference? Does it count? Sounds like one close enough. Where was I? Oh yeah. That's unbelievable. That's an unbelievably obscure one. I know it's new, but I love it. Yeah, he he got he was pretending and he was ready, and then he had to follow Ewan and just like obviously what Ewan because what Ewan said was greatly affecting, like the stuff about being on the boat and uh, like thought they were gonna die and just like two kids communicating just with their eyes. I mean that was incredible stuff, and it obviously uh, made Roman feel and uh be become a human again for a moment and then it was just basically daddy's dead and then there he is right in front of him and compared to ewan who was just like he's got some shit that he's gotta get off his chest um and he actually kind of broke down the opposite way where he was up there to talk about what a shithead his brother was but faced with everything and him being right there in the coffin and from him he gave those two short stories about that were very real and how and emotional and but i mean so obviously a very big difference in uh what everybody expected to happen and then ewan gave the most true and a true eulogy 
And it was just so great because Roman Emilio was like, Greg, you're on Ewan watch. Greg sits right next to Ewan. But I mean, what can you do? You're at a funeral. Um, you can't tackle your grandpa. Um, <laughs> Greg asked, what do you want me to do? Take his legs out? <laughs> I mean, almost, under almost any circumstances, you should not tackle your grandpa, including at his <laughs> brother's funeral. Um, so that's got to be a very short list of uh, forcibly removing your grandfather from something. And obviously, I mean, he came up with all those notes. So, I mean, what, what can you do? Um, there. There were there were just so many um, during the eulogies, so many uh, different people getting up and huddles, and it, it was you know it was just uh, interesting to see uh, a different uh, just a different way of uh, usually it's it's every funerals are very or the priest tells somebody to get up. There was the priest did not do the MC work here. Oh. He's just like we'll hear from some people. I don't know who it'll be. There's yeah. never no introductions, no readings. Uh, this is a very hands-off service. The priest was less prepared than I am for like an editorial meeting, which is saying something. Uh, yeah, I, it, unconventional would be one word for it. Usually when you're at a funeral, yeah, you're not treated to the phrase, hey, is the dead person in the coffin? Can we get them out uh, through uh, comical sobs that have now gone viral? Um, you know, I think... And we've seen this before, too, from Roman, like, you know, the the laugh, it was a laugh point, the rocket launch. Um, but that reaction, I think, was was pretty telling, right? Like, it's a complete shutdown. It's a complete shutdown. And he was a puddle. He could not communicate. And I thought it was excellent foreshadowing how many times they cut to him during Ewan's speech. And, and he was just like... He had this expression where normally it's Jeremy Strong, who, who we'll get to in a minute, was unbelievable with 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 his physical acting too. I thought that Roman's faces during you Ewan's little unplanned treatise and, and diatribe there uh, was fantastic. It, it was like you saw all the life drain out of him and all the confidence immediately dissipate. You know, and and he wasn't able to get up there and uh, provide both sides. Obviously, there was not a great deal of. Uh planning set in stone going into this event because I mean, the kids were deciding who would give the eulogy the night before two nights before uh, where it was just uh, decided a uh, post-election cocktail party where it's like, you know, I'll, I'll do it. And then they both said, sure. And it sounded like you and had a, had a, uh, a speaking role uh, prepared, but they were just going to ax it. And uh, Connor came in with, quite a uh a, a long uh bit which they weren't they had no intention of letting him do i mean at some point someone should have taken control of this i mean you know but that's succession they, they don't know who's in charge so there's a bunch of people who have some ideas and when they get to talk it, it doesn't always go well Following this up, uh, Kendall gets up and, and he tries to salvage the speech uh, through some some editing, some quick editing with a pen up there. Decides to speak from the heart and say what you want for all the man's personal foibles, uh, his, his terrible parenting, um, his just detestable general nature. But I'm, I remain steadfast in my belief that this man has it. 
he has the juice. He's the only one can do it because he knocked it out of the park. Uh, essentially giving a, a I mean, a, a, a speech for capitalism, I would <laughs> say. Um, talking yeah. about ships and steel and the ideas to invest in the stock market. I think if you looked at it, it was probably pretty dark. But I actually kind of thought that it was kind of important. Like, I think, you know, us being the the shit libs that we are, uh, maybe we we dismiss forward thinking and kind of like the good things that a Logan Roy type person might do um, in the big picture. So I actually kind of found that like somewhat convincing some of the stuff that he said. I thought that that was really awesome. And he closed it with he was comfortable with this world. He knew it. And he liked it. He could go into the most elite boardrooms with prime ministers or the lowest house that was showing his cable programming and walk amongst them. And it, it, it's so true. And I, I thought that this was a, a really amazing remembrance of the man. And Kendall was thoughtful enough to say he was a brute and he was terrible. And he, and he, and he gave that context. So I think what we're learning is my man Ken should have done this from the get-go and there wouldn't have been any of this drama. Yeah, Kendall's he's he seems like he's uh he's the leader in the clubhouse now. Uh Shiv's in the opposite clubhouse. Uh but yeah, he Jeremy Strong, uh Kendall Roy is just uh so good and he definitely has it in him. He's he's got that that dog, he's got that Logan dog in him. Um and just being able to to do that eulogy, um, and it was a very truthful eulogy. I I think that I think that Ewan almost uh, wouldn't have totally hated it because you know he's he's just like yeah my dad was a piece of shit but you know he he built some stuff, um, so I mean yeah uh, us us libs do need uh, buildings to live in. And sometimes you need a uh, a bad person to uh, make that uh, apartment sky rise. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you know, we don't have jobs, so we have time to protest on the street, which was a another storyline that we'll dip into in a bit. Shiv goes last. Um, she's hitting cleanup. She didn't really seem to know what she was going to say. Uh, so she hearkened back to her childhood at a time where she would play uh, outside the office with her brothers and uh, he would come out and, and yell at them. And, and there's such a vivid image in my mind's eye that, that, I mean, you go to like the credit scene of this series and it's been the kids growing up and we really haven't dove too much into like what that life was like, but that painted a really strong picture to me. And she basically said that uh, he kept everybody outside, but when you got in, it was the greatest feeling in the world. And I thought that she acquitted herself really well. I think that Shiv is, um, you know, we, we've been really hard on her, but she's playing both sides, obviously. But she's walked the line and kind of existed in all the worlds she's needed to exist, at least on the business side, really well. And I thought this was a strong performance and made me think a lot more of her as a person who could operate in this world. Yeah, and and uh, she needs credit because I I feel like she really nailed the Brian Cox when when she did the silence. Uh, that was a, that was a great little bit. Um, she's yeah, uh, she's very emotional. She also uh, 
did the thing where her father was, you know, kind of, he was bad. Um, but you know, it was nice when he was nice. Um, and then to go to the, the burial, um, when she asked, uh, Frank, I think it was Frank and, um, Carl, Frank, and Carl, when she went to the funeral or the, the burial and asked Frank, and Carl was like, was he bad basically? And they're like, and even, even then they, I mean, she's looking just for, they're just looking for confirmation. Like, yeah, he really was that bad. And they're like, he was, he was a tough something, but he, he was a good egg. Like he was a salty dog, but he was a good egg. That's Frank. Uh, this, this eulogy could have been a tweet. Yeah. There, there's just no way. I, I don't think that good egg is a way to describe Logan Roy. And I, I think he would have told you to fuck off if he ever heard you say it. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. He would not like uh, being compared to an egg at all. Let's talk about the Mencken piece of this. Mencken's there. Uh, he's uh, poised for a lengthy legal battle, but he is very confident. He comes in essentially as Roman's guest. Uh, he's there for Roman. He leaves shaking Kendall's hand, uh, saying, you're the man. Their discussion doesn't go uh, very well. I thought that Mencken ascended to a level of power in front of my eyes that I didn't appreciate before. Uh, he's the man in charge, or he's going to be the man in charge. Yeah, they come at him fast and furiously with uh, their chosen ideas. Greg just goes for it. Uh, he wants the intro. Uh, Connor wants to talk uh, all things Slovenia's Um he doesn't seem particularly interested in any of it. And where this ultimately lands is Shiv and Lucas Matson's idea to pacify him, um, you know, his uh, by putting a non-immigrant uh, as American CEO. And, hey, you know what? You know who would be good for that role would be Shiv Roy. Um, funny that she would mention herself. He likes the idea. And, and now he's going to pass it through so Mencken um you know I don't want to say that uh I judge people um but I think that I was a pretty good judge in character and being like you can't trust this guy like you can't trust a lot of people in the succession universe but this guy is uh he's not to be trusted and as you look at the chaos spilling out in the streets with Rava taking the children upstate with Roman getting bonked in the head at a protest you have to wonder if you're the Roy kids, if you're having some serious buyer's remorse. Uh, now, Tom is upset that he's not getting the proper credit, but they kind of allowed this to happen under the guise of him blocking the deal. Um, but he doesn't appear keen to do that. So uh, it seems like they've been outflanked uh, on a lot, a lot of levels. Kendall cooks up a, a plan with, Hugo to leak, leak some information and they're going to go to war uh, at, with the board and make their best case. But right now, the hold on everything feels a lot more tenuous and we got the look at what's going to be coming up in the series finale and it's once again going to be a board meeting and the board will decide this. And I think that that's a really appropriate way for this all to wrap up. Yeah, it was, it reminded me kind of the way I started to look at uh, the Roy kids and uh, 
and ATN in the election episode where it finally hits you that in this world, they are like, they shape things and with making, you could, they, you could feel it the way when he walked into the funeral, uh, the way everybody kind of stopped and turned and looked um, that, yeah, this, this is apparently, this is the president here, the actual president. Um, and then it was, it was almost comical how awkward it was with all of them fighting, uh, just elbowing each other at the, at the, uh, cocktail table just to try and get a moment with them. Uh, obviously with Greg as finally taking matters into his own hands, um, because Roman was not about to do the intro because he failed so horribly at, uh, you and watch. So yeah, uh, and I, you also felt a, a little different about Skarsgård, um, Lucas Matson in this episode. Um, it, it it's just such a different look when he's like wearing a suit and you know actually talking business instead of uh, wearing his uh, fuck you flip flops and uh, talking about sending blood to people. Um, and he he did a good job um of playing nice and being like and pitching his idea and giving the elevator pitch and selling uh the president on it basically um and and the idea to news dump uh when there's something big in the news uh remains like the the most uh the most effective move in basically the 21st century um it's like hey something bad's happening let's mention our something bad while everyone's distracted and it's just such a it's such a classic move at this point uh the only the only thing missing was it being a friday (laughs) at like five o'clock uh matson and 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 shiv kind of seem like a good team uh you could see how they operate well outside of the Waystar universe and when the Roy characters are the main characters. And in the real world, this thing might just work. It's not important, but it's actually super important. Um, I can't look at Justin Kirk, um, Jared Menken, and, and not see Colin Coward now. Uh, so the show is ruined for me. But this dude's mannerisms and his look are just like Coward. He he is coward. He'll he'll always be the uh, the guy from Weeds for me. But yeah, as soon as you said, I'm like, yeah, he's got some. He's got a lot of coward in him. Um, so I mean, does Colin still have a uh, development deal for a pilot uh, for a show about his life? Well, that's what I was thinking about because that would have been the person to play him. But I don't see how he's going to go do that now. Well, I I think I think now is the perfect time. Who knew the succession podcast, the penultimate succession podcast, would be a uh, such an in-depth conversation about uh the Callan Cowherd uh sitcom that never came to be. It's a it's a windy road. Um, you know, it, it could have been the next everybody loves Raymond, and it's a bummer that we didn't get it. Um but Tom, Tom is still in the show, even though he wasn't really in this episode very much. He has to work. Tom's gotta work. He never would have ever considered missing Logan's funeral. Uh, I think that Shiv respects the fact that uh, he doesn't go. Uh, He he wants credit for pulling the trigger. He wasn't featured in like the big times timeline. Uh, He seeds 
his front right position as a pallbearer to Greg. Then he can drop by for a quick 20 uh, to talk all matters pregnancy uh, and more pressing uh, detail of uh, getting a getting a nice nap in at the apartment, which I feel like is Shiv's olive branch. Uh, and I don't know where this relationship is going. Her pregnancy uh, was sniffed out immediately by her mother. Lucas Matson knew all about it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't, she's actively said she's not interested in being present uh, in this child's life, but you want to know what, maybe that's just the Roy way. Well, yeah, she said she would raise it in the family way and I uh, wouldn't see it much. Uh, for Tom, you know, I mean, it, it seems so, it, it's so clear now. Obviously, we're right near the finish line. Um, all the silly talk, the silly uh, words that we wasted uh, imagining someone besides Kendall or maybe Shiv being the one to win the succession. Like, Tom was in such a great position. Now it's like... Yeah, he's he's got a little blurb. Uh, he's got his little picture. Um, I think it was uh, the day after Logan died when everybody uh, got back together at the apartment and we're like, and we thought Marsha might be uh, trying to put her ducks in a row or whatever. Like she was going to uh, wrestle away Waystar. Um, but, you know, it's it's just so clear. I mean, unless unless there's a a, a big uh, a big swerve coming at the end, that this it it just seems like it was always going to be Kendall. Now, uh, I I know, I know Shiv. She's got a lot going on. She's seems like she might be have the uh, the inside track, but I mean, it just seems very obvious right now that it's that it's Kendall. Yes, it does seem like Kendall is going to be the one who has the best shot at it. Obviously, it could be Lucas Matson with Shiv. Uh, I don't know about the long-term viability of that. I mean, they all are deeply flawed, beginning with Ken, who we, uh, you know, he he gets mad at Rava. Uh, he makes Jess tell her his plans to get a new job, then says, "Nice timing." Uh, he's petulant. He's kind of a child. But at the end, he sees the chess pieces and he decides what he's going to do is he's going to sit sick Hugo on everybody. Uh, he's going to be the dog. Woof, woof. And then he approaches Colin, Colin, who was wet eyed during the funeral of his best friend and says, hey, man, how about you come and work for me? Uh, he's making moves because he found out that Colin has been seeing a head shrinker. Uh, so now he has leverage if he ever brings up that pesky uh, vehicular homicide that was covered up. So yeah. Ken is operating at a hot le high level. He wants to rule the empire. He finally gives voice to it. All the other kids are in the wake. He tells Roman repeatedly that he fucked it up. He thought he was dad, but he's not dad. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that feeling better than Kendall. Uh, so misery loves company. But that's where we are with Ken. Ken is kind of the last hope uh, I feel for this company. Roman, Roman's a nothing burger right now. It felt like the upper brass uh, was like a passive viewer to all this. They didn't seem particularly powerful. We'll have to see what shakes down at the board meeting next week. But Strong's, the acting, man, like his nose is running. 
the camera stays right on him. It's it was it was like wobbly, just a master class. And it's moments like that that make me think that I'm really, really going to miss it because that just transcends to a level where it's just like I kind of forget I'm watching TV and and maybe it's trite to say, but it kind of feels like I'm watching some sort of history unfold in front of me. And nobody gives that to me like Jeremy Strong when he's uh flying at the top of his game. Yeah, I I have high hopes for the finale. Uh, lots of uh, lots of just very tense banter, um, which is I don't know, just just lots of lots of f bombs, s bombs. Uh, looking for some creative swearing, um, as just get everybody back in a room together, and then really there will be plenty of. Uh, can I talk to you for a minute? Uh, pulling people out um because like re-watching part of the uh the early episodes like the border meeting where kendall was uh stuck in the traffic uh is just so good uh, and to get just one more big one of those we're probably gonna spend like mostly uh, we'll probably spend most of the episode in the boardroom next week um but yeah and just seeing everyone i feel like they've they've got their uh their big oscar or their big emmy uh tapes and this and the uh the death episode but just letting them talk trash to each other and yeah i mean it, it just so seems like kendall was the most obvious choice i mean who knows what happens to him in the fictional uh season five the completely Logan free once, once everyone's actually dealt with their grief. Um, but yeah, Kendall's, he, you know, he's putting his pieces together. So we'll, we'll see if they can kill the deal somehow. Maybe, um, maybe they could uncall the, the presidential race, see what happens. Yeah. You never know. I mean, that's, that's in play. Uh, like I said before, there's, some buyer's remorse, uh, so it could serve all of their interests. Let's go to some odds and ends here. We kind of went over the big picture and, and what the finale might look like and all the important things that happened. But one small moment that I, I thought was fantastic was Carrie, Sally Ann, Marsha, uh, and then whoever the kid's mom's name is. I still don't know it after all these years. I just know that she's horrible, and I never want to uh, – be engaged in a conversation with her. They all go up front and sit and they have like this tender, sweet moment where all the animosity has put, been pushed to the side. And Marsha, who is like found God or is uh, on several gummies says, um, at least he won't grind his teeth tonight. And they all have a laugh about that before Carrie breaks in uh, into tears. That was an unbelievable choice, huh? Yeah. Uh, all these uh, raven haired women. Um, just who loved Logan Roy, uh, despite how horrible he was to women. Um, yeah, it, it was like, yeah, we're, we're all in the club. Um, we're all a little sad here. Uh, we all loved him at one point. So, you know, let's, let's just have each other's backs. Um, especially cause he would have hated it, which, uh, kind of makes it worth it. But it, yeah, that, that was a, that was a great moment where Carrie's like, uh, this is my brother and uh, my lawyer friend who I was here in case I was forcibly removed. Um, apparently, 
you know, just in just in case they had they asked Greg to uh, carry her out as well. I would have loved to watch Greg uh, negotiate uh, Carrie's removal with a lawyer uh, right there in the aisle. He's a tall uh, drink of water. He could do it. I think that he's six foot seven. Uh, everybody was having a bad time except for one person, and that was Peter Munyon. This was his Super Bowl. Uh, it was rumored that he brought his autograph book. I mean, it it, it was a social event. Um, even though you're, not, it's, a, it's a funeral. It's a little awkward, but I mean, if if you're at a funeral and you're not really upset about the person who is dead, then yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, opportunity to hobnob with senators. Uh, we discover that Logan has um, cut a, a savvy deal for five million uh, for a, a, a dot com pet website founder CEO whatever. Uh, he was uh, for for a nice mausoleum. That's your second Fall Out Boy reference of the episode, um, and, and they all remark on it. And I thought it was it was really cool. Like after all the grieving, Ken just says five mil, good deal. And they talk about it, and then they consider, hey, would we ever want to be buried here with dear old dad? The the good deal uh, that comment was like an audible guffaw for me. I'm just like ah, you know, it was just. That was that was easily the uh, that was the big comedy set piece of the episode where she uh, was like, oh, it's also a tax write off because it's a uh, it's a home. And, and you see, like, it's a joke, but like, that's kind of how their mind operates. Yeah. And then they get in there and Roman can't come in. Uh, but everybody else is like, oh, well, we could be in here. And Jeremy Strong's like, I couldn't fi- I, could- I had trouble finishing a, a glass of whiskey with him. But uh, or a glass of scotch with them, but yeah, maybe eternity. Yeah, yeah, that was that was such a great uh bet. I laughed even harder, and maybe the most, the hardest I've laughed in the entire series. Uh, I think I alluded to it earlier when Ewan sits down and Greg says, "It's a good strong take you gave <laughs> after just yes. casting a pall, pun intended, over the whole funeral." Yeah, that that was definitely one of the uh, one of the gifts that uh, we'll be using for a while. We also saw the, you know, maybe the final bend on the Jess arc. It's been a wild ride. She got that set piece uh, in the election episode with with Greg. Uh, she's also at the beginning here uh, saying that she wants to explore new opportunities. Obviously, Kendall does not handle that well. Um, it's so interesting to me the little choices they make, like why, why that was important. Like, do you think we're ever going to get resolution on that? Like, could that come into play next week? Or is that just a little thing they want to put in there as a reminder that like, yes, Kendall can talk a big game and he kind of has his stuff together right now, but deep down, like he is, uh, you know, he's just a, a broken person who lashes out whenever he's threatened. And with a caveat, when he has, power and control over that person yeah um for for jess it was i mean it kind of came out of nowhere it seems like she's uh this the the call of the election has uh weighed big on her um she obviously was didn't like it when she was talking to greg and that that one scene that seemed a little out of place a little unnatural um and then to have this it's just another thing on uh on Kendall's plate that uh shouldn't be on his plate, but it's on his plate because it's the day. She's she's the only one of the convictions, I guess. 
um yeah she'll she'll work for the worst people in the world and she'll uh she'll take their money but just this was just a bridge too far for her and for kendall's reaction uh it it goes back to the first the beginning of the episode with rava where he's like get over there right now i'm not gonna let this happen and then it's like i will lay down in front of the car and two seconds later he's just like stepping back so the car can go um he he is he is a lot of talk and then there was also after the uh and as he was getting ready to leave the funeral uh just handed him his jacket and he's like thanks jess i i think i think that was a a little choice there um so kendall roy i i think he will eventually uh have someone write jess a good letter for recommendation i sure hope so that would be the happy ending that we all deserve and lastly i think we should talk about the real world strife that's happening out on the streets of manhattan where everything is gridlock I don't remember a scene like the last one that closed the episode where Roman uh, decides he's going to walk, belittles a police officer for informing him to not go that way uh, because there's a tempest in a teapot happening. He then antagonizes protesters who are uh, seem quite frazzled, like they're running from something dangerous. I did have a brief thought in my mind that something horrible was going to happen to Roman, but ultimately he just got knocked in the head um, and and was not trampled by protesters. It's that moment where you're just like, man, what is this show going to do next? And they didn't take the ultimate step with another death uh, in a funeral episode. But from the standpoint of an elaborate set piece where you had to get all these people come and interact and mingle physically uh, with one of the main characters and interacting with the public, Uh, The Roys have been kind of on a pedestal and removed from that element of society uh, as much as Connor wants to believe that he connects with them. I thought that that was a a bold way to end it. You literally get the injury to go with the insult of shrewding his father's eulogy in public. Yeah, I I also wondered for a moment if it was going to be something wild happening. I I'm like is is he gonna get like fully beaten up? Um, is is something gonna happen with the police? Uh, but it just so happening is he, it it was very weird to see him interact with normal people, uh, even though they you don't know, it, it was just it was a very different interaction. Like this is so weird that this is the moment he chooses. I mean he's obviously broken. He's frustrated. Uh, he's upset. And so he chooses to go into the sea of people who he, he loathes and who are basically, who are just mad about him. Uh, and they just, they have no idea. They have no idea that he is, he's the reason that they are so upset. Uh, so it's, it's wild to go in there and it's great that he like takes a shot at the cops on the way in. Like, yeah, great job. Keep doing good, good work. Um, so it, it was, it was a, a very it was a very interesting uh choice man it, it 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 left me wanting more and once again we'll say it i i thought tonight's episode was as good as they come um it it's a bummer that they're running out uh to operate at this level to create what is appointment television is no small feat especially in 2023 like that's one of the 
things that keeps running through my mind is like, man, we're all kind of sharing this together and we're all like in that discourse. And I don't know if there's ever going to be another one. We got 90 minutes next week. I can't wait. It's going to be a late night. Uh, so brew up your coffee. Um, but any closing thoughts on, on tonight's show? Uh, yeah, it was just another great episode. Um, you know, it's the penultimate episode, which is usually uh, a big one for any TV series in any season. Um, and in that way, they both nailed it. And then they also didn't like, like in a lot of these uh, prestige shows, there, there would be something uh, much bigger, you know, like some twist, some, uh, someone having something happen to them, a big death. Uh, but, you know, they went against expectations. They killed off Logan early in the season, uh, basically reset the entire series. Um, and, but they just, they just nailed it. Um, you know, it's just, and they brought back all the, all the guests. All the uh, all the people that are far down the cast line, and you know it, it was their showcase before they. It was like the trial and and the Seinfeld finale. Uh, you can't you can't end on on that. That's not the right way to do it, obviously. But um, they're they're set up for for a classic succession, contentious board meeting next week, and I can't wait. It's just so funny that it'll be the board ultimately deciding what happens, uh, unless there's a curveball, which there could be. But all that vying for daddy's attention uh, and affection will come down to lobbying uh, the votes. Uh, it's Stewie will be involved. Stewie is going to put his yes. thumb on the scales of history. All right. It's already late. Uh, this is our second to last one. Uh, what a way to go out. We are not losing any steam on the succession front. You know, I can't imagine that the finale is going to be anything less than spectacular for Stephen Douglas. I'm Kyle Coster of the big lead. You've been listening to the big stream. All right. Bye. Thanks. All right. Bye.